From the capital city, I'm Ken Smith. On Monday night, Governor Mike Dunleavy delivered his fifth annual State of the State Address to a joint session of the Alaska State Legislature. One of the visions he outlined in his speech addressed abortion, and he made his position clear. It's no secret to anyone that I'm a pro-life governor, and my administration is ready to work with all of you over the next four years to achieve the goal to make Alaska the most pro-life state in the country. He advocated for the importance of family and hinted at policy initiatives to be introduced during the legislative session for his position on pro-life. We've been fed a false narrative that you can have it all as long as you don't have children and maybe a family. And I believe that doesn't have to be. I reject that narrative. And you'll see policies come forth that reject that narrative as well. Kids give us hope. They are the future. They give us something to live for beyond ourselves. Kids are a blessing, and they shouldn't be viewed as a burden. And he finished with a bold statement for Alaska as a pro-life state. Through the actions we'll take together, when people ask which of the 50 states values children and families the most, from the moment of conception on, I hope they say Alaska. When people look for the safest place to raise a family, I hope they'll say Alaska. The Greater Juneau Chamber of Commerce Board President John Blasco was on Action Line and joined his Executive Director Maggie McMillan. With a chance to look back at 2023 tourism business, Blasco says it was a good year coming off the pandemic year. The number, while you know it wasn't a record number by any means, it was a it was a good rebound year. Um, you know, with all the challenges that we're having with uh, labor shortages and costs going up, it was. Being able to slowly grow May, June, and then ramp up for July and August helped everybody recover from a year of nothing. He says they're keeping a close eye on the visitor numbers this year with an expectation of one million. Looking further down the road, he says, is the Huna Totem Corporation waterfront development. When asked about it, he says it's a vast project. It's a big project. I mean, there's a massive uplands uh, project plus, you know, building out their own dock. Um, it's it's a big, I don't even know the total dollars being invested, but it's a, a large private investment in the waterfront of, of downtown Juneau. He says the project would also be dispersing visitors and creating additional business outside of downtown during the cruise ship season. I think some people look at it as, as a positive from the uh, reducing some congestion because you bring a lot of the traffic to the front end of town versus past downtown, uh, which could be a positive. Um, you know, and it's, it, it, from our understanding, it's not necessarily a change in number of ships. It's just that they're not going to have to lighter out, you know, to anchor up and lighter everybody in. There's going to be a dock for them uh, to, to dock at. So numbers-wise, our understanding is it's, it's really just trying to stick at that five-ship target that was recommended in the visitor uh, task force. The city and borough of Juneau Parks and Recreation Department is opening summer shelter reservations Monday, January 30th at 8 a.m. Summer shelter reservations are available April 15th to September 15th and cost $30 per hour plus tax. Reservations can be made online starting January 30th. Summer shelter reservations can also be made in person starting January 30th at the Parks and Rec main office in City Hall or by emailing the form to parks.rec at juno.org. If a shelter is not reserved, it is still available for public use on a first-come, first-served basis. 
You can find more information on all parks and recreation shelters, including location capacity in on-site facilities on the Shelter Reservations page. Coming up on News of the North, U.S. Senator Dan Sullivan talks about the $31 trillion debt the country has accumulated. A list was compiled of the most and least highly educated states in the U.S. Guess where Alaska ranked? Three dead whales washed up on the Oregon coast over the past week. And Walmart is raising its hourly rate for its workers. Welcome back to News of the North. U.S. Senator Dan Sullivan was on Action Line. Among the topics discussed was the more than $31 trillion debt the country has accumulated. He addressed it. A few weeks, the president needs to come to the Congress and say, hey, here's what we will work with the Congress on, on spending restraint in order to get the debt limit raised. Now, nobody wants a default. Countries never defaulted on paying back our debt. We can't have that. But the president needs to back off from this position of saying, I won't negotiate with anybody, my way or the highway. He also offered his perspective on the investigation into President Biden's cache of classified documents, which were confiscated by the FBI at his home in Delaware. Um, This clearly is incompetence, whether it's uh, criminal incompetence, I guess the special prosecutor is going to take a look at. Uh, I do think having the attorney general have a special prosecutor on this one, it kind of left him with no option, given that he did that uh, with regard to the Trump documents as well. Attorney General Merrick Garland earlier this month appointed a special counsel to investigate Biden's retention of government records after he was vice president. According to data from the Program for International Student Assessment, U.S. students are falling farther behind their peers in other countries. Since 2003, the U.S. average mathematics literacy score has not changed significantly. However, about one-third of countries in the survey have improved their scores over the same period, causing the U.S. to slip in the rankings while countries like China, Russia, and Portugal surge ahead. A list was also compiled of the most and least highly educated states in the U.S. Some states do better than others. Analysts from Venture Smarter analyzed data from the U.S. Census Bureau determined the most highly educated states. The states were ranked by the percentage of their population that holds a bachelor's degree or higher. While the national average is 35%, individual states ranged from 24% to as high as 63%. The District of Columbia is the region with the highest percentage of the population obtaining at least a bachelor's degree, 63%. Massachusetts ranked right behind D.C. on the list with almost half its population, 46.6%, with bachelor degrees. Colorado rounded out the top three with 44.4% of its residents with a bachelor's degree or higher. How did the great land fare? Alaska ranked 29th with 32.8% with bachelor's degrees or higher, just behind Texas and one ranking ahead of Wisconsin. Three dead whales washed up on the Oregon coast over the past week. As reported by KGW, citing Seaside Aquarium, reports that a baby gray whale washed ashore Wednesday at Fort Stevens State Park, only 100 yards from where a dead sperm whale beached over the weekend. A gray whale was also washed up last week on the central coast near Reedsport. 
The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration's Fisheries Agency says the most recent gray whale calf to wash ashore appeared to be a stillborn. There are no indications that it was struck by a ship or that it died from human interaction. Raises are coming at Walmart. ABC's Derek Dennis reports. Walmart workers will soon get a little extra in their paychecks. America's largest retailer says it's raising hourly pay in the U.S. to at least $14 an hour, up from $12 an hour. The increase announced in a company memo to employees. The change is meant to catch up to rivals Amazon and Target, which both have a $15 an hour starting wage. A spokesperson says about 340,000 of Walmart's 1.6 million U.S. workers will see their raise beginning in March. Derek Dennis, ABC News. Never miss a story or a newscast at KINYradio.com. Now you're up to date. I'm Ken Smith for News of the North.